This is session 10 of The Law of One, part one. Today we're going to talk about Maldic and what happened there. How did the planet explode? And also, can it happen here on Earth? Let's start. Alright, so let's begin with a little recap of what Maldic is. Maldic was a planet that was between the orbit of Mars and Jupiter. And we now know it was the exploding planet that caused the asteroid belt as we know it. And they even go as far to say, um, talking about different sources, that the comets that we have circulating around the solar system, a lot of them come from the waters in Maldic as it exploded it just ejected the water outside so Maldic is that planet that existed again in the orbit between Mars and Jupiter and Mars was actually supposed to be a satellite of Maldic much like Jupiter has different uh, satellites that are spherical in shape uh, like Io, Ganymedes and the Galilean moons as they know it so that's what Maldic is and it's been corroborated already from different sources that this planet actually existed. It's also called Tiamat in other uh, other texts and other people that have been talking about this for a while, thousands of years of this exploding planet. So today we're going to cover the questions that Don asked about Maldic and we're going to start right away because we have a little bit to cover, but we got to start with the first question that Don asked in regards to this session. I think it would clarify things for us to go back to the time just before the transfer of souls from Maldic to see how the Law of One operated with respect to this transfer, and why this was necessary. What happened to Maldic, or the people on Maldic, to cause them to lose their planet? How long ago did this occur? Ra says, The peoples of Maldic had a civilization somewhat similar to that of the societal complex known to you as Atlantis in that it gained much technological information and used it without care for the preservation of their sphere, following to a majority extent the complex of thought, ideas and actions which you may associate with your so-called negative polarity or service to self. This was, however, for the most part, couched in a sincere belief-thought structure which seemed to the perception of the mind-body complexes of this sphere to be positive and of service to others. The devastation that wracked their biosphere and caused its disintegration resulted from what you call war. Okay, so a little uh, pause here just to explain something that was actually happening in Maldic. And uh, as Ra explains in, in future sessions, what was happening is the service to self people, and we can see it on our planet as well, the service to self people uh, created the structure by which, in, and this is how the Orion group and all the, the, the negative entities actually work to influence people into their own bidding. Now remember that the service to self is a belief structure of only loving the self. And the use that you have for others is to just accentuate your own power, to, um, to increase the value of what you are and love yourself even more. So the way they do it is that they don't enslave people directly. And we can see this in our planet, but in Maldic, it was the same idea. 
So it creates a fake structure for people to believe that they're being of service to others. And this is why Ra says that they had the perception that they were being service to others because it's just like in our, uh, in our planet, there are s several dogmas and ideas and you know, uh, just kind of belief systems that create that illusion that uh, we are being of service to others by, uh, by doing wrong things that we know are not according to the laws of love uh, or even the law of one. And it has to do with, say, you know, killing people or just harming people or just taking away from people for your country, for, uh, for your ideology, for your culture, for your race, for your civilization, whatever means that we have in our structures and society, this is what we're creating. We're creating, we're feeding people their power and we are using others, manipulating others for the same gain. Um, this is something that we can see in corporations in, in a big extent because that's how you climb. You manipulate others into doing your own bidding. And of course, I'm not accusing all corporations, but just the structure itself, uh, that's how it's, it's very well known to be. And again, this is just the way that the universe works in terms of the experience of third density uh, consciousness is that we either feed the self or we feed others with our own power or our own love, so to speak. So just wanted to put that in, little clarification so you know what kind of societal structure Maldek had and they were creating this idea. Well, let's go on because the question has another two parts that I wanna cover in terms of what Ra was saying. He continues saying, the escalation went to the furthest extent of the technology this societal social complex had at its disposal in the space-time present of then the then time. This time was approximately 705,000 of your years ago. The cycles had begun much, much earlier upon this sphere due to its relative ability to support the first dimensional life forms at an earlier point in the space-time continuum of your solar system. These entities were so traumatized by this occurrence that they were in what you may call a social complex knot or tangle of fear. Some of your time passed, no one could reach them. No beings could aid them. Approximately 600,000 of your years ago, the then existing members of the Confederation were able to deploy a social memory complex and untie the knot of fear. The entities were then able to recall what they were conscious. This awareness brought them to the point upon what you would call the lower astral planes where they could be nurtured until each mind-body-spirit complex was able finally to be healed of this trauma to the extent that each entity was able to examine the distortions it had experienced in the previous life illusion complex. And at this point, I'll make a pause just to describe what was actually happening to the entities in Maldek. So basically, they destroyed their planet, literally, as we can see now with uh, um, the asteroid belts. And um, this happened because of what they call war. They were bellicose in nature and they created this war. But because they were so confused in their, their progress, like I said, they were being manipulated, all of them, to an extent by higher beings, I'm sure. The Orion group, I believe, were pretty much involved in this uh, at the time. 
Because of this, when they the the dissolution of their their planet happened, they were in uh, in a panic stage, a spiritual panic stage, if you will, um, that they had no idea what happened, and it took them some time to realize what they have done to their planet and to themselves. And that's why he calls it a knot of fear. And nobody could reach them because, because of their free will. Nobody can interrupt until they start realizing that they're actually spirits. They've even forgotten that. And um, we can see that also in our planet. Very, uh, very dramatic that people are so disconnected with their spirit that if most of them were die, um, and you know, I consider myself one of those in the past that had no idea that a spirit actually uh, existed. But it would be quite confusing for the spirit itself to come back to the time space and start analyzing what happened. So, again, uh, the, the cool part here is to bring to that point where he says that they started healing this trauma. And this happens once, first of all, you have to realize that you are a spirit. Um, and now you are in the process that the afterlife actually means, which is... You kind of reorganize your thoughts, your ideas, who you are. Um, I forgot the term that Ra uses, but he's, he talks about just filtering all the distortions of the experiences that you had. I think that's the word. You filter all the distortions that you actually have that you need to work out of the experiences that serve you for nothing. Like say the people from Maldic, that, that experience of exploding their planet and all the things that they did. They need to filter out all those experiences and just distill the distortions that they're actually spiritually trying to grow to uh, to ascend into the next density, whatever their direction is, positive or negative polarity. So they regroup, basically. They realize that they need to incarnate again to continue their growth process. And from there, they can make the decision. So that's the part that I wanted to cover here. Let's go back to the other parts, which is the final parts of this question. He continues and says, after this experience of learned teaching, the group decision was to place upon itself a type of what you may call karma alleviation. For this purpose, they came into incarnation within your planetary sphere in what were not acceptable human forms. This, then, they have been experiencing until the distortions of destruction are replaced by distortions towards the desire for a less distorted vision of service to others. Finally, he says, since this was the conscious decision of the great majority of those beings in the Maldic experience, the transition to this planet began approximately 500,000 of your years ago, and the type of body complex available at that time was used. Okay, so now this is once they realize everything, they decided to incarnate here again, and they are talking about the, um, the decision that they made as, as a planet. It was like the majority. Now, not all of them decided to incarnate here and only those who wanted service to others and experience that came here. And we're gonna get a little bit more into the body complex available that happened at that time. And, but the thing I wanna cover is that little red star that I had there. The numbers on the years are kinda conflicting with session 21, question five, I believe, is um, because when they created uh, this, this session, 
in the next one, in the session 25, they talk about this similar thing and they give other numbers like 200,000 years instead of 500,000 and the incarnation happened 46,000. There's a little conflicting information that the people in LNL research uh, are not sure if, if it is. It might be just a narrative of Ra explaining how this happened. We do know from other sources that the planet actually exploded about 700 to 600,000 years ago. It kind of makes sense that some time passed and by what I can understand, they actually incarnated here in second density, which we're going to explore right now. But just a little you know, clarification as to the, the numbers and the years that have conflicting information with session 21. So that's the part of Maldic and we're going to move into the next question that Don has. And of course, it has to do with Maldic, but in the body complex that was available at the time. So Don asks, was the body complex available at that time what we refer to as the ape type? Ra says, this is correct. Then he asks, and have any of the Maldic entities transformed now? Are they now still second density or are they forming, or are they forming some third density planet now? Ra says, the consciousness of these entities has always been third density. The alleviation mechanism was designed by the placement of this consciousness in second dimensional physical chemical complexes, which are not able to be dexterous or manipulative to the extent which is appropriate to the workings of the third density distortions of the mind complex. All right, so really quick here, what Ra is saying is that they decided to incarnate here in a second density body, which we know now is Bigfoot, and we're gonna follow it here too, is the ape body that was available at the time, which Ra said in uh, the past questions. And this is to, like he says, so they didn't have access to uh, the manipulative um, uh, dexterity that other bodies like ours have and just remain basically in the alleviation karma state that they were at the time. So that's basically what they're saying here. Let's move on to the next part of the session. And Don wants to know, well, have any of these entities moved on now, made, shall I say, graduation at the end of 75,000 year cycle and gotten out of the second density body into the third density type bodies? Ra says, Many of these entities were able to remove the accumulation of what you call karma, thus being able to accept a third density cycle within a third density body. Most of those beings so succeeding have incarnated elsewhere in the creation for the succeeding cycle in third density. As this planet reached third density, some few of these entities became able to join the vibration of this sphere in the third density form. There remain a few who have not yet alleviated through the mind-body-spirit coordination of distortions the previous action taken by them. Therefore, they remain. Okay, so pretty quick here again. Uh, what they did was that uh, some of them have been able to alleviate all their karma, so they have been able to incarnate into proper third density body uh, complexes in other planet spheres. Others have been able to graduate here and they have remained on the planet and others are still actually working that trauma or that karma that they had. Um, and this is why Don asks in the next question, he says, are these the Bigfoot you speak of? And Ross says, these are one type of Bigfoot. And Don asks, 
Then our present races form of a few who originally came from Maldek and quite a few who came from Mars. Are there entities here from other places? Ross says, there are entities experiencing your time-space continuum who have originated from many, many places, as you would call them, in the creation for when there is a cycle change, those who must repeat then find a planetary sphere appropriate for this repetition. It is somewhat unusual for a planetary mind-body-spirit complex to contain those from many, many various Lockheed. But this explains much for, you see, you are experiencing the third dimensional occurrence with a large number of those who must repeat the cycle. The orientation, thus, has been difficult to unify even with the aid of many of your teach learners. Okay, a lot to unpack here. And I'm so excited that I got to this part because it explains so much what we're living right now in our current reality with humanity as it is and the complexity and the beauty of it. So first, let me cover one thing that I didn't say about Bigfoot. That's what Don was asking. He asked if the people that they spoke of, Bigfoot, are those who are still alleviating their karma here. Remember that some of the people from Maldek went from uh, karma alleviation to third density incarnation on other planets, some of them here, and others are still working that karma. So those are the ones that we see as Bigfoot. There are not many, uh, but there are still some of them as we cover in the past session. All right, so now to this part of the answer, which I think is beautiful. So Ra is saying that we live in a planetary sphere that is so unique. Earth is so unique because we have people or entities from a lot of different planets. And this is very unusual that need to repeat the third density cycle here. Now, remember what we have so far when we have explained the, the process of the, the master cycle, which every planet has 75,000 years to graduate into four density. You have to graduate to four density. There's no other way in this universe. You need to graduate, but you need to be either negative or positive. So this is what Ra calls the sinkhole of indifference. When you remain there for 75,000 years and you don't pick your path, whether that be negative or positive, you're gonna continue being there and reincarnating in different uh, cycles. But if you fail the 75,000 year cycle, guess what? You get incarnated in another planetary sphere because your planet goes uh, under the influence of four density and you can live there for thousands of years. So. We have basically all the outsiders, the rejects, and uh, a lot of people who have been in the sinkhole of indifference for a long time in, in other planetary spheres that incarnated here and they haven't been able to, as we can see in our present time, we haven't been able. And that's why he says that it's so difficult to unify, even with the aid of many of our teach learners, which are our masters and our ascended masters and our guides and all the higher entity beings here. We are in 2020 and we're still undecided. We don't know if we're a planet of negative polarity or positive, even though I can tell you that we are definitely positive uh, because of all the wanderers that we have here and um, all the different things, but uh, I digress. The point is that Ross says here that this is why we're having so much difficulty because all those entities that failed in their planetary sphere and came here are still struggling to find their path. And, you know, with um, uh, we have to say that the Orion group has been very active here. But then again, the Orion group acts when they are called. So there's been a lot of people who have been calling them. So long story short, 
the Earth is a mess, but we're here to uh, raise their vibration and, you know, to just help people in their path, whether that be positive or negative. Um, obviously, I am on the positive side. I hope you are, too. Uh, but if you're on the negative side, then, you know, that's that's your path as well in this universe. So I, I don't have an agenda. I think, you know, the universe is beautiful as it is, and we just need to follow it. But Earth needs to make a decision because otherwise billions of people are going to have to repeat this cycle and i don't know if they have enough planets to uh to reincarnate all these people anyhow let's go on with the rest of the session and uh don asks when maldic was destroyed did all people of maldic have the problem or were some advanced enough to transfer to other planets ross says in the occurrence of planetary dissolution none escaped for this is an action which redounds to the social complex of the planetary complex itself, none escape the knot or tangle. Okay, this is, it's beautiful because Don is thinking that once, say, a planet explodes, uh, people are separate and they can go on their own way. But remember, we are attached to our planetary sphere. We belong to Earth, even if you're a wanderer, even if you're an ascended master, even if you are part, no matter where you are, uh, from if you're here in planet earth you are embedded in the consciousness of the planet so if for whatever reason we actually destroy our planet guess what we're going to be attached to that and no matter what happens we're all going to have the same fate because we all came here together in unity whether we know it or not and that is part of the law of one no matter if you're a positive or negative polarity you are in unity with this planet let's go on Don says, is there any danger of this happening to Earth at this time? Ross says, we feel this evaluation of your planetary mind-body-spirit complex's so-called future may be less than harmless. We say only the conditions of mind exist for such development of technology and such deployment. It is the distortion of our vision understanding that the mind and spirit complexes of those of your people need orientation rather than the toys needing dismantlement for are not all things that exist part of the creator therefore freely to choose is your honor duty i love this answer because ra is never so direct as to saying like yeah it's possible or no it's not going to happen but it does leave for us to question ourselves if this is possible and that's why he says at the end you know you're freely uh freely to choose is your honor duty because that's what we're here for we're here to decide what we do with our life experience and what we do with the planet itself and with others and in general of course because we're all part of one so beautiful that he says this because um the possibility is there we have the technology like he says but i don't think we're at the point of that happening anymore because we have been past 2012 which was the threshold that everybody was waiting because of the end of the cycle and what could have happened at that point um was already alleviated by the process that we are right now there is a tighter quarantine quarantine is something that they talk about here um, but it's tighter now because the decision is uh, needs to be made soon before the harvest and that's what they're trying to get at but Again, I digress. The point is that Ross says that the technology to do this is here, but we um, it's, it's really our decision. And again, nobody can do this without the consent of people like us, just like many other things that I'm not going to touch uh, uh, on that have been happening on Earth, uh, tragic events. 
all of them have been part of the consensus of the population. And I know we have been manipulated for those events to happen, but that's just how it works. And we, uh, we don't believe that this is possible anymore. So while the technology does exist, and again, don't trust anything that I say or anybody, but I believe that this is not possible anymore. So we're not gonna destroy our planet. At least from my perspective, I'm not here to destroy it. Uh, I'm not here to consent to that either. So let's move on to the final questions. Don says, when a graduation occurs and an entity or entities move at the end of a cycle from one planet to another, by what means do they go from one planet to the other? Ross says, in the scheme of the creator, the first step of the mind-body-spirit totality beingness is to place its mind-body-spirit complex distortion in the proper place of love light. This is done to ensure proper healing of the complex and eventual attunement with the totality beingness complex. This takes a very variable length of your time space. All right, so this is simple. He's actually talking about death um, because when we do the graduation, it's the same process as death. Uh, the thing is that we as humans tend to put a, um, uh, like a negative or terrible thing to death. And death is just a transition. So this is the same idea. When we graduate or when we die, we go through the process of exposing ourselves to the light of the universe. And we can understand this in the densities of consciousness, if you can grasp that idea, that each density has an intensity of light. So depending on our growth, we are exposed to that light and depending on our current uh, ability to uh, absorb that light and information, then we can pick the next density or uh, uh, plan our next incarnation, depending on which density we want to work on. So that's what he's saying, that you are, you are placed in the proper healing um, place where you can actually, uh, it's not too high or not too low, it's the proper place where you can analyze your spiritual complex and then decide what to do next. So I hope that makes sense. Of course, always let me uh, know any questions in the comments. After this is accomplished, the experience of the cycle is dissolved and filtered until only the distillation of distortions in its pure form remains. At this time, the harvested mind-body-spirit-totality-beingness evaluates the density needs of its beingness and chooses the more appropriate new environment for either a repetition of the cycle or a moving forward into the next cycle. This is the matter of the harvesting, guarded and watched over by many. So that's what I was explaining before, that it needs to regroup, analyze, and plan its next incarnation on the next cycle. And that's what Ra is saying with everything that he just explained. I just got ahead of, uh, of myself a little bit. And that's just exactly what he meant. <laughs> so the last question we have is, Don asks, when the entity is moved from one planet to the next, is he moved in thought or in a vehicle? Ra says, the mind, body, spirit, totality, beingness is one with the creator. There is no time-space distortion. Therefore, it is a matter of thinking the proper locus in the infinite array of time spaces. And that wraps it up. I love when, I think this is the longest time. Let's go back again and let me show you. I love reading this part when he says, like, how many is it? Five terms in one. Mind, body, spirit, totality, beingness. This is why sometimes it's like hard to understand. But um, what he's, what this is referring to me is 
the completeness of our beingness outside in time space uh, as opposed to us here just being a mind body spirit complex it's um he's referring to the totality beingness of everything that we are outside of an incarnation and don is just asking you know like how do we move but when we are in time space or the metaphysical realm or the quantum field of energy whichever way you want to see it uh, we don't need a vehicle or a body. We just think and we are there. So it's uh, it's a matter of um, the time that it takes or the planning that we experience is just the, um, the programming uh, time, I guess, that it takes for us to uh, to be in, um, in in congruency with where we want to head in in the next incarnation. So that's basically it. The next part, we're going to cover parts of Lemuria and Atlantis at the end, but we're also going to talk about the exercises that Ra gives to kind of have a spiritual growth here with the Law of One. And it's uh, it's some directions that he gives and he talks about a little bit in, in this aspect. So things that are actually practical and I'll explain what this means in general for us to be uh, using it as always. So. This is all I got for this session, part one, and I'll see you in part two. Remember, comments, description, everything is over there. Subscribe if you haven't already, like, and I'll see you in part two of session 10.